Hey guys, and welcome to Off the Beaten Clef. Before we get started, I want to let you know that I made a big mistake in this episode and recorded on the wrong microphone. So if you notice this week that uh, sound is a little off on this episode, I truly apologize. I've been fed my humble pie for Thanksgiving, and I promise to uh, make it up to you on the next one. Uh, so if you guys can bear through this episode, uh, the the audio is not great. Uh, we tried our best to uh, salvage what we what we could with it, but uh, I appreciate everyone listening, and uh, we'll we'll straighten up, we'll iron everything out uh, next week. If you listen to Queen City Podcast, you're probably used to uh, me apologizing for the audio. Uh, I am an amateur, and I do appreciate my brother Dalton for uh, doing his best and trying to fix the audio this week. So, without further ado, let's get into the episode for Julian Kaler's No Fear No More. No fear anymore. See, I can't even I can't even say the name right for the episode. Julian Kaler, no fear anymore. Cyber Monday special. Cyber Monday special. Cyber Monday special. Special. Uh, so yeah, we're <laughs> we decided to do this. Um, both Bill and I needed a little break, a little refresh. We had a lot of stuff going on in our personal lives, um, and I think the last episode was a good kind of point to take a break too. It was a longer episode. We had our first guest, and you know, it got a little bit emotional even at the it end. It did. Of it uh, did. Ben was Ben. Great job. Thanks for coming on. You did a great job. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it was good for us to kind of reset. So, you know, going into the holidays, we'll see, you know, if we can keep that Mondays thing. We would like to, but yeah. things happen during the holidays. And we know our listener base isn't huge, but it's, you know, we have people that listen to it every week. And it's uh, it's it's good to know that it keeps us regular, too, I think. I yeah. really look forward to it every week. Um, yeah, and it's nice having people asking and checking in, like, hey, when's what's up? Why wasn't there an episode on Monday? It's like, oh. You are paying attention. Yeah, right. So thanks to everyone that has reached out. And yeah, of course, like what you said, you know, thanks, Ben, for coming on. Yeah. He added a really fun element to an album that um, you probably would have carried the weight on Yeah, yeah. otherwise. Sure. Uh, yeah, it was. It, uh, he had been talking to me about coming on for a few weeks now because he listens every week. So mm-hmm. he's one of those people keeping us, keeping us afloat here. Um, but in that same vein, I decided to stick with uh, EDM again this week just because we decided to both do EPs just so we could, you know, do this double episode thing. And I have one of my favorite releases of the last, I don't know, decade has been this EP by Julian Cowler, and it's called No Fear Anymore. This this EP burst into my consciousness last year. I first heard the first track on the album Monster. It was like a BPM, like, top of the week or whatever. It was, it was there in Blip. But I heard it, and I was like, this is something different and unique I've never heard before in the EDM world. And it, he, it, Julian Keller is so, so unique. And coming from Avicii last week, where we talked about his kind of paradigm-breaking, Keller does the same kind of thing, but he's more EDM-focused. He doesn't branch out into other uh, genres as much, but he does things that I've never heard before in EDM, and that's exciting, because it's, you know, it's damn near 30 years old at this point, so you're starting to see 
this a lot of the same things start to happen. A lot of people are sounding the same, and very few people stand out. So it, it's it's this this EP in particular stands out because it's a concept EP, and that's such a strange thing because when you think of a concept album, they're usually long, drawn out, hour and a half long epics about you know fucking a great whale or something like that. You know what I mean? I'm used yeah. to I'm used to. Yeah. Black metal band concept albums mm-hmm. where it's like about a kraken or about some space demon or something like that. So to have a, a concept EP where it's four songs long and it still tells a very coherent story is pretty cool. Uh, there's, it, he did he does it in three vocal tracks and then one instrumental with a bonus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's a wild ride, man. And he, again, his his musical genius really shines through here. He's done a lot of work before this, um, but he's still relatively new. I think he's only been like releasing stuff for since twenty sixteen. So it's good to do something super new because we haven't done that yet. So I'm excited to talk about it. But uh, what are your opening thoughts on? So here? my opening thoughts are, holy crap, this is something I can get behind. Yeah. Um, it's fun doing albums, but at the same time, sometimes there's just lulls in albums. And I feel like this was like, well, I think I texted you earlier. Uh, it's like a metronome to my, like, to me, like, cleaning the house. I'm like, it just, it just has a good momentum to it. And it was just like, I'm glad I had it on, like, repeat. Because I, as soon as it was over, I was ready for it to start again. And I think four songs is perfect for an EP because it does lend itself to, like, wanting more. Yeah. And with what you've shown me with everything else he's got going on it's exciting to hear that and then be like oh in two weeks he's got another single coming out so um yeah i i was very apprehensive i guess is the right word but i really enjoyed it are we are we turning you into an edm guy yeah i gotta get you to a show (laughs) once shows come back i I think i think think going to a show would put me over this is two albums you haven't like hated and i think liked yeah so I think going to a show would, I think, totally sell you on it. Not necessarily that you would become an EDM guy, but I think it would legitimize it even further in your mind because they are a blast. So I'm excited. It's, it's got it's got momentum and it's got a good choruses and like that's really all I need all for need. a good song. If so it, if it bops, it bops. Yeah, you can't deny a bop. Can't deny a bop. <laughs> when the shoulders start moving, <laughs> I'm in. And I think that was. Um, Monster, before we get into it, like, Monster was, like, a good opening. Yeah, perfect. So. That's the one that they, he released as the first single. I think it's a good opener to the album uh, because it goes, again, it's an epic. It tells a story. Like, it, you don't see that a whole lot anymore. People don't tell, like, cohesive stories. Like, their songs are all connected, and I think that's really cool. So, yeah. Uh, you want me to hop right into Monster? Let's do it. Cool. Uh, you know what? You go first because I want to cover the, the last song. Okay. So... Monster. Uh, the beat drop in this song yeah. reminds me of like an old Atari video game, yeah. or even like Radiovania. I don't know if our buddy Zach has a podcast. Sure. It's like bing, 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 and like I would normally hate that, but for some reason this really works. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like like the ominous sounds in the verses um, that really kind of drive home the whole monster theme. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. Scary shit. We. It feels like a lot of the songs we listen to have a lot of the, like, scary undertones. And, like, I just love this song for that reason. Almost like a Haunted House song. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, yeah, it's a great opening to this EP. Because I think if No Fear No Anymore would have come on first, it 
kind of what I said earlier, like you want a good first track, but not the best track. Mm -hmm. And I think No Fear Anymore is better, but oh, yeah. um, Monster just is like a better opener just to get your your beak wet yeah, a little it, bit yeah it, it, a good, it, it's like writing an essay like your opening statement shouldn't be the meat of your argument it should set you up for what's to come mm -hmm. and that's what this song does and, and again it's the exposition to the story you have you find out what's happening here and to borrow a line from ben from last week this is not your grandfather's email right away <laughs> uh, it doesn't have that classic four on the floor the not it doesn't have the boots and cats that you're used to it's a, it's more of like a trap beat it's really slow it's still four four timing if you listen to it mm -hmm. but it's done in such a like a groovy like kind of in a, in a uh what's the word i'm looking for it's it's down in a pocket you know what i mean it's really really it's good it's really good and yeah you're right Julian Callard is very obviously a video game player. He loves anime, he loves video games, and he has a lot of that 8-bit sounding stuff in his songs, but it's got this really professional polish to it. Yeah. I think that's what makes it work. Everything he does is so nuanced. If you listen, you can hear a different sound each time you listen to it. There's little trills that happen in the background that kind of add to it. And But yeah, that 8-bit that polish is what I call it, is prevalent in a lot of his sound. Yeah. If you listen, if you if you go through and you listen to his catalog, which I have multiple times at this point since I discovered him, you know, in July of last year, uh, you hear a lot of that same. And he's got a distinctive sound, which again is so hard to produce in EDM because everybody has the same tools. You know, it's not like you have a violinist who has a Stradivarius who can produce a much warmer and you know better tone. Everybody has the exact same tools in the EDM world. Every producer has the exact same grip. Right. So, to be able to stand out as much as he does is great. Um, yeah, you, you can also tell that, that, that another thing that's prevalent to my ear is that's not super prevalent in EDM is you can tell he's a musician because of the way he constructs the notes in his music. That he allows them to degenerate naturally. And what I mean by that is like a lot of EDM has like noise stings where it's like one sound and it just stops. There's no like natural degradation of the sound mm -hmm. but in, in a way to picture that is you know imagine the plucking of a guitar string it kind of slowly fades out it's not just one sound and then it stops right so he he has that in his music and he and he has a musician's ear for that and that is really impressive because it makes it it makes it so much more accessible it doesn't sound like bleeps and bloops it actually sounds like instruments mm -hmm. and i think that it's just it's just that little tiny thing that makes it accessible. I think that's what immediately drew me in. It's like, oh shit! Like he lets his music, like he lets his notes degrade. Like that's awesome because you don't hear that shit a whole lot. Right. Um, Tiesto does it really well, but again, I don't want to go off on Tiesto tangent. Um, but the best ones have that musical ear, and I think that really stands out in these songs. Uh, but to get back to Monster. Yeah, it's just a great track, like you said, and, and to get into the story of it, for me, it's whether it's a metaphorical demon that's under his bed, or it's just a a cool sci-fi epic that we're talking about here, which is what I choose to believe, because it's much cooler that way. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't think he's like a depressed guy. I think he's just a guy that has a vivid imagination, and I think he's setting up like this tension to run away from this demon. Uh, and the lyrics kind of talk, I didn't write any of them down, but they talk about like things I should have said or you know it's, it's this this regret for this monster he knows he needs to get away from it so we're setting up you know the exposition to what's about to come so uh we'll hop straight into No Fear Anymore No Fear Anymore introduces the concept to stick with the story Ellen it introduces the concept of a quote unquote guardian angel 
that kind of eliminates the fear and gives him the gumption to kind of get up and get away from this demon. And this is the beginning of him starting to, like, I can see it so vividly in my head as a movie where he, like, gets up and he starts to trot away um, just slowly. And again, it, so we'll get, we'll get back into it, but it's easily, it's easily my favorite song in the EP. Just, just the way it builds and switches, and, oh, man, it's so fucking good. The first time I heard it, I was just blown away. Um, it starts, starts, you know, kind of like dreamlike almost. And then once the drop hits, it's, it's on like Donkey Kong from mm-hmm. there. And it's like a, it's again, it's the filthy, filthy trap beat to it. it it's just, like I said, it's impossible not to, to bop your shoulders to, you know, it's, and that's the, it, it, when something is infectious like that and it catches your ear. Um, again, it comes back to clean production that I was talking about a couple episodes ago. There's, this is such a clean production. There's no wasted dissonant noise here and it's it's it makes for awesome listening um i want to talk about that second drum where where you get the key change and you get the the tempo change because man does that fucking rock (laughs) right it's like you get because it's been slow like heavy like in a pocket drops where you kind of like it feels like a like a wave crashing almost where this that second one you're not expecting but you get the boots and cats and it does this key change, and it's just like, whoa, what the fuck happened? And it's you're uh, breaking all the rules. <laughs> well, it's, it's awesome. I mean, key changes are amazing. Mm-hmm. I love key changes in songs. Um, and I was talking to Ben when I first introduced him to this EP, and he's like, dude, I put this song on, and whenever that that second beat dropped, I was at the end of my run, and it just like, whoa, yeah, here we go. And he got like a second wind from it. So, yeah, great, great song. Um, and like that that. That also pushes the action of the narrative, where it's like it feels like he's picking up the pace, and he started going from a slow trot to a sprint at that point, mm-hmm. and it's like pumping his arms, and it like it slows down every now and again. I, I picture that as like a three hundred esque like <laughs> dramatic slowdown, and then it pops back into action. And yeah, great track, great track. Yeah, and the the singer Ava Silver yeah. crushes oh, okay. her vocal performance. I think that's what draws me. So much to the music you guys have been showing me. Some of the, the vocalists on here, they really just like go. She can be very subdued in the verses, and then she just explodes in the chorus. Yeah, yeah. Just, oh man, amazing. Um, yeah, I I think you said it best. It's the best song on the EP, and I like that it's the titular track just because it does kind of encapsulate the entire EP as a whole. Um, the beat is so intricate, and I'm not saying anything you haven't already said, but... <laughs> Sorry, just, I, I love this. I love this. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, it, the beat is so intricate, and the momentum is so well-placed, where it, do, it does feel like you're like on a ride, and it's like a slow uh, slope upward. So. Sick? Sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Ava Silver kills it, and I think Trove on the first track killed it, too. Mm-hmm. He works with both of them again in later tracks. Uh, Trove on his latest is a single that he released. Really good stuff, so... Yeah, again, just to go on a little bit of an EDM tangent, like that's the kind of wave of EDM you're seeing now. That's why you're seeing people listen to it more, because there's more lyric, actual lyrical content, and it feels like actual radio play songs. And I think that it's this beautiful marriage of where it doesn't sound cheesy. Because if you think about lyrics in like '90s, like techno and like early 2000s techno, they were just kind of cheesy. You know, it's just that they were there, but they weren't saying anything. They were just kind of another instrument. Um, but now kiss me and then just touch me (laughs) yeah again satisfaction again so um 
you know, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You got to be in the mood for it. <laughs> I think to, for people to really get into EDM and then kind of dive in deeper from there and just try to start to appreciate the stuff like that, you have to start with something like this that's super accessible. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you want to start with Follow Me. Sure. Uh, follow Me. It's got a catchy beat, and I think that the momentum of the song wouldn't lend itself very well to lyrics, so I like that it is such a like an upbeat song and this is the one that like when i was folding laundry and stuff i was like i like went into double speed almost <laughs> i mean you can sit there and do like a folding board motion to that <laughs> i i think it's it was bizarre the first time i heard it like why it kind of felt like it killed the momentum a little bit after uh no fear but the more i listened to it the more it made sense i don't know if that makes sense but um but I do like the drastic change in pace where it is like there's not like big hills and valleys. This is like a it's got like a, a tempo to it yeah. that doesn't really change. Yeah. So I really like Follow Me. Yeah. And I like that there's no lyrics. I don't know if I already said that, but yeah. yeah. No, I think that's a, again, that's the first step. You, you, you've experienced like the vocal cool EDM. So you, you're more willing to accept this, uh, an EDM track without lyrics. Yeah. You can, you can appreciate the musical elements more because you've listened to them before. And it's not the, you know you know, club techno of the 90s, which is something that I think a lot of people are still stuck on. So I think that's cool. I think that's cool to just to see your your growth in your ear as far as listening to EDM is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so again, video game elements come back in this song. The sound, if you've ever played like a Mega Man X game, this sounds like a Mega Man X game. Like the beginning of it, I can hear the ready and like Mega Man transporting down and then just, just sprinting and shooting things and stuff like that. But, and that's what I said. Uh, it, this song is the fucking sprint of the album. This is the chase scene in, in the movie of this album. It's it's frenetic. It's like he he found his guardian. He heard his guardian angel calling him. Gave him the you know the courage to get up and start to run. And then once he realized like he wasn't putting this demon behind him, he realized he had to fucking book it. And like I could see this like him like ducking around corners in like a dark futuristic city and like ducking into sewers and seeing the demon pass by and realizing he still needs to get away. Like this is very vivid in my head. But I've also listened to this EP hundreds of times at this point. Uh, it, it gets your heart pumping, man. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, again, it's, it's way different from the rest of the album, but I think it serves its purpose in the overall story of the album. Uh, and then you hear, you hear that voice start to come back at the end. You know, you hear that, that guiding light start to come back. I tried Googling what he was saying. I could not figure it out. Could you... Could you discern what they're the, saying? The, it's just follow me. Oh, okay. Follow me. It's just kind of like chopped up. Mm-hmm. I think it's, again, the voice beckoning him. Beckoning to still follow. You're okay. Just just listen to my voice. Okay. It's, it's, uh, I think that's, you know, I'm pretty sure that's what it says. But yeah, it's a it's, it's, um, really cool track. It's different, but I think it, it lends itself well to the overall theme mm-hmm. of the, the album. Uh, so going into that, where you get the kind of slow down towards the end, and it goes into... Overcome, the last song on the album, which again is the end of this this very very short but epic tale, and it feels very much like the end of a movie where the protagonist is standing up on like a t- tall mountain, looking over where he came from, and like it's this. It, 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 what it does is it reprises the last three tracks. Like you get slower versions of the last three tracks, and so in me in my head in my head canon. I'm seeing that as like a slow like look down from behind the protagonist on top of this mountain, looking over the path he just traveled, 
and you're seeing like moments in like still frames and like the executive producer pops up. The montage. Right, yeah. <laughs> and you're seeing like the still frame montage and all that and it's just really cool. It's a cool it's cool to hear songs you just listened to reprised like that. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good a good way to wrap up an album. It's it's kinda cheap maybe. But I think it works here because like I said, it's like an ending credit sequence. It's not it's not just adding a track to get to nine tracks like you want on a full album or at eleven tracks. This is like this is the perfect culmination of what we just the absolute explosion of an album we just listened to. Yeah, and I, I really like the it feels like you took another ride, like mm -hmm. almost like a okay, we're gonna do a victory lap or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's like I've overcome. Now we get to look back at the journey, now knowing where I'm at, it's this victory lap. Yeah, mm -hmm. we did it, we overcame. And there's like elements of like feeling like you're traveling through space in this last one that I didn't really get in any of the other ones besides maybe No Fear Anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I really liked the whole like, it almost felt like a space odyssey yeah. of like, just like traveling through one more time. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, interesting you say that, Dylan. Yeah. Is it? Yes. The bonus. Oh, yeah. For, yeah. for people that are familiar with Julian Caller's catalog. He, he MCU this. Julian Galler has a Marvel Cinematic Universe for his albums. It's it's crazy. I, I didn't I never I didn't realize it the first time I've listened. I think until we did this podcast listen. And because at the very end there's a little like movie voice that comes on. It's like a woman's voice. It's like a something you would hear is like a, I don't know like a a computer like guiding voice in like a sci-fi thing. Mm. And it says something like oh does that sound like a space flute? Which again is a song he's done previously called Space Loop. And like, no, it's a galactic trumpet, and then it cuts off. And I'm like, oh shit! Because Galactic Trumpet is a song he released two months later. And like, obviously, you wouldn't know that listening to it unless he like teased it on Twitter at the time or anything, something like that. But holy shit, it blew my mind. Like, I was like, this is an MCU moment. You have to listen to the end, very, very end of this song to get that teaser. And it's like, it's. This is the, you know, the hand popping up at the end of a Marvel movie. It's like, oh, shit, there's something big coming. Um, yeah, you got to wait for after the trailer or af after the credits roll or something. You know, it's that's pretty cool when you told me that because it did make me start listening to the rest of his songs like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's great. It, like I told you when I walked in today, I was, I've been like a, a, a detective at an evidence board just connecting the dots <laughs> and the strings and shit all morning since, you know, I started writing my notes for this and... Yeah, it's great, man, because Galactic Trumpet is a fucking banger, man. It's so good. And it's 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 teasing a sequel to a song that's not on the album you just listened to. And that just galaxy brain <laughs> stuff. So, yeah, Galactic Trumpet, um, it's, <laughs> it's so fucking skanky, dude. That's the only dis description for it. Uh, I don't know if you wrote any notes for it. I just wrote some quick ones. Uh, and like you said, it feels like you're traveling through space, and Julian Caller has a whole separate side of his songs that are very space-oriented, like Space Flute, Galactic Trumpet. The the next album that Galactic Trumpet's actually on is very very futuristic and sci-fi-y. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's really cool. Uh, he produced, like I said, he produced the soundtrack to a movie, teased the sequel to a song that wasn't on in the movie that he was talking about. It, it's just, yeah, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. That's all I can say about it. It's, I kind of wish Galactic Trumpet was on this EP, yeah. but I also kind of like that 
he kind of makes you beg for it. It's cool, man. It, like I said, I didn't know it until like until I went through and I listened to his whole discography, and it kind of changes the way I look at everything he's released since Space. I feel I really do think everything is connected in the same kind of cinematic musical Julian Coward headcanon, and it makes it it gives me a whole new appreciation for this guy who I already absolutely loved. Yep, we're gonna have to buy some yarn after this. <laughs> we're gonna piece it all together. <laughs> Yeah, did you did you have anything else on Galactic Combat? No, no. I think you texted me, you're like, dude, why doesn't the song on the EP, this song fucks? I'm like, yeah, it does, it's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, so we'll go into closing thoughts. Okay. Um, I feel like I've been talking for a while, so no. you can go ahead and do your closing thoughts. Uh, yeah, I just, it was something I really needed. Like, this was a good palate cleanser, I guess, sure. uh, because the other EP we're doing is really dark, and exactly. yeah, it's pretty somber and it was just like a good dichotomy of the two EPs that we're doing so if you needed an uplifting EP this was it because it was just like I don't want to say mindless because it, there is a lot of intricacies and I do like the lyrics and there's just a lot this is like an uplifting I really needed kind of thing and I really appreciate you showing it to me because it expands my musical taste a little bit a little yeah. bit better yeah it's like if we like if your EP is a like a super heavy drama. Mm-hmm. This is just a cool sci-fi like action flick. Like this is a summer blockbuster to the, um, you know the the really heartfelt drama that comes out. You know at the same time. Yeah, so they're not they're they're both good in their own ways. You know, they're, it's not like one is better than the other for any reasons. It's just you know it depends on what you're looking for at the time. Yeah, so. yeah, and it was exactly what I needed to. Uh, I don't know. I just really liked it. Uh, what are your closing thoughts? So, yeah, I, I just put, I mean, Julian Gallagher is an absolute madman. Like, I, I loved him before this just for the way he produces his music, and it's just so unique and so polished and so professional. For a guy that's really young, he's only been doing it for a few years, uh, he doesn't tour. Like, he just hasn't, he just doesn't tour. And he, but he's, he's pretty prolific. Like, he's done, like, Tiesto loves him. Like, a lot of these, he's done... Hardwell loves him. He's, he's produced music for all of these major record labels, but he just doesn't tour. He just kind of sits in a studio and just makes fucking bangers, man. He released a... It's actually funny because one of the last live songs played was a Julian Keller track during, like, on festival season. It was his track he did with uh, Dyro called Warp Speed, and it's an absolute fucking banger, dude. Listen to Warp Speed. It's great. It's one of the top five songs. I listened to it afterwards. Warp Speed's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's it, again. It's it's weird that it was one of the last live songs played in the EDM world before the shutdown. Uh, and, and, and people loved it. They were they, they he played it. Dyro played it live before it released. It released the next day, and people were fucking blown away by it. Watching the live video of the dropping was awesome. Um, but yeah, it, 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 he reminds me a lot of what of Avicii. A lot of what we talked about last week, where he seems like he's kind of like very passive with his own personal life and I think he's living, he's doing the things that Avicii couldn't do he's allowing himself to just enjoy the purity of his music and the interacting with his fans because he is active on social media Like I, I've, I've had multiple interactions with him on social media, I've tweeted at him and he's tweeted back, and it's, been, it's a really cool kind of thing to experience but you don't really hear him, he doesn't push his brand, he's not out there pushing it with tours and like radio appearances he doesn't, he doesn't seem to care that he doesn't get played on like BPM which is the main series XM station, that's where I heard him but I haven't heard him on there since and I think it's really cool that he just kind of lives in this own little headcanon that he has and he's just producing just 
incredible, incredible music. He, he, I just have so much respect for him. I think it's funny to me because I, I very rarely get to introduce my brother Ben to a new EDM artist, but this was one of them. And just the other week, he's like, "Dude, did you know Caller had like two, like, tw- like fifteen song studio albums before all this?" I was like, "Yeah, dude, it's great." And he's like, "Dude, these are fucking awesome!" <laughs> like, we just spent the whole night talking about those albums, and it's fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's just, he's a unique talent. And it's, it, again, we've talked about it before. For me, it's rare to find somebody like that in the EDM world today. So, yeah, great stuff. Oh, yeah. If you don't, if, you, if you're looking for an EDM artist to listen to to start off, the last two we've done are perfect places to start. The Vici is very accessible. Julian Callard is a fucking mad mind. So, you're dipping my toes in it. <laughs> it's a little dippy dip. <laughs> yeah, everyone can take the journey with me because it's, it's been fun so far. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I've listened to EDM long enough to where I know what's good to introduce people with. It's like metal. It's like I know what metal albums to give people to listen to, especially if I know their tastes. Like I know you're a guy that likes lyrical content. I know you're a guy that likes some some sort of meaning to a song. So, mm-hmm. you know, the things we've done, I think, are good, you know, dips, dipping your toe in albums. So, yeah, but I think that would work for everybody because just the musical elements of them are so accessible. Yeah. Tiesto is another good one too. Like listen to the Tiesto remixes. He does. I mean, I just listened to the remix of uh, what it's so sad by Halsey. Uh, great, great remix. Mm-hmm. Tiesto does awesome remixes of pop artists. And he just does it randomly. Just all of a sudden, oh cool, fucking another Tiesto remix. He doesn't announce. He's just yeah. He's he's a fuck. again. I'm not gonna go on a Tiesto. <laughs> we'll do Tiesto at some point, but it'll be longer, way down the road. We've done enough EDM for a while, so. But yeah, great. Thanks for talking about Julian Keller yeah. with me because I love talking about Julian Keller. Of course, I love it. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna get into what album. I haven't decided what album I'm gonna do <laughs> well, next. It'll be a surprise, guys. Yeah. This is this is an unprecedented week. This is the first time we've come up against a, a big holiday week. So, yeah, we've got some time. So we'll uh, we'll see how our schedules work out for the next you know, week and a half, two weeks, and yeah, and maybe we'll announce it on social once you decide. Yeah. No pressure, Bill. This is our podcast. We can do whatever the fuck we want. That's right. We uh, we make rules and then we break them. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Thanks. Right. Thanks.